Hi, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Teenagers with Attitude, the podcast where I just, I just, God, just what, what, I, I don't, what, I hate guys you, help Mike. me out here, what the fuck? <laughs> just, uh, so, uh, I, I was telling, like, oh, we're going to be talking about this show that I, I remember was on USA Network early in the mornings, and I'm like, but... But you know, the weird thing is, I don't remember the show itself. I remember it existing, I remember watching it, but I remember nothing by the show. And then having rewatched it, I kind of just realized, I just mentally blocked it out. Yeah, apparently its most enduring it. legacy is a, is a fucking joke in Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hi, I'm your host for this. My name is Mike. And joining me, we've got Greg. Hello. And Jordan. Hi. These are the only two people I could convince to watch this train wreck with me. And uh, in case you're wondering, the train wreck in question is the first episode of Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Damn, Beverly Hills. That is the full title of this children's show. Yeah. <laughs> and even watching it, I'm like, man, that's a kind of a mal- mouthful and a way to kind of get things mixed up. Like, they're not alien fighters themselves, but they fight aliens, so that's... It's uh, uh yeah, I just fucking hell, man. And yeah. here's the thing. If if you're wondering why like this intro is so like meandering and everything, like usually I'd be really eager to get to some sort of like trivia behind the show we're discussing, you know, we 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 dedicate this early section of the bonus episode to sort of discussing like the history of the show, what else <laughs> the actors have done, like, you know, what why this exists. Like this there's fucking nothing. There is almost no information no. on the show on the internet. The IMDb page is nearly barren. There's, yeah. it's just, it's fucking nothing. Just it, Deke made one, made a Power Rangers ripoff. They made two of them, in fact. The other one we haven't gotten around to making a bonus episode on yet, but we will. Uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. That one was pretty good. Yeah. I actually have toys of that still. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, that show, that show was. Uh, much like Power Rangers and some of the other shows we've discussed, made using tokusatsu footage. Yeah. yeah. This show, though, that we're about to discuss is pure American footage. <laughs> and, oh and my god. As a Canadian, <laughs> I'm not going to go into what did America rot when they made this thing, but... <laughs> Actually, hold on. Is, is, is Deke a French company? I'm pretty sure they're a French company. I think they're French. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Either way, like just- yeah, because they have. Let's see. I think yeah, they they're well, they're at least international because, and I know they've uh, uh, they've you know sold a lot to uh, other countries, but yeah, Fran- France is one of the other main ones that I've seen. You know, okay, under the I, listings now, and stuff they have. We should probably talk a bit about Deke because <laughs> they're they're primarily known as the folks who made Inspector Gadget. That is like their one thing. That is like their one like real claim to fame, but it is far from the only thing they've done. Far, far from the only yeah. thing they've done. The uh, other thing that you can say about Deke is that they basically would take anything that was popular or any property and make it, you know, and make a show about it, just to basically yeah. either cash in on or sell toys. They were responsible and, for basically all of the Mario cartoons and basically yeah. all of the Sonic cartoons. So, yeah. and considering the relationship those two franchises had in the 90s, that kind of tells you about how willing they were to go into business with basically anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were very prolific during the 80s and 90s. Like, if you got up and watched Saturday morning cartoons, 
there is very little chance that you did not see something that they had produced. Didn't they do Teddy Ruxman? Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. Um, actually, do, yeah, do Jordan, you, do you, you dug up a list, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, hit, I'm not going to say every single one, but I'm going to try and make uh, of some of the obscure but ones that our people are going to be like, oh, I remember that kind of things, and popular ones. So, like you said, Inspector Gadget, they also did uh, The Littles, The Get Along Gang, Kid Video, Pole Position, Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats, uh, Rainbow Bright, The Care Bears, Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling. Oh, God. J- yeah, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Mask, that's M, you know, M-A-S-K. M period, A period, S period. I had the car from yes. that. Yeah. Oh, I had all the toys for that, yeah. by the way. Uh, I th- Kissy Fur, Popples, Dennis the Menace, The Real Ghostbusters, Li- Lady Lovely Locks, which I actually remember, uh, The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin, Beverly Hills t- Teens, Dino Saucers, Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater, uh, the new Archies, Starcom, uh, Beanie and Cecil, Alf the Animated Series, Cops, all in caps, by the way, because yeah. I, again, I believe that's Yeah, I remember that one. It's yeah. crime fighting time. Yeah. That impossibly <laughs> deep voice. Yeah. Uh, Alf Tales, the Chipmunks, the 8890s run, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ring Raiders, the Karate Kid, Camp Candy, which is another one I love to like shout out a bit of. Of random cartoons that were yeah. Let's 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 make a cartoon where fucking John Candy runs a summer camp. (laughs) Sure, why not? Like I think it had something to do with the with life life of Louie and uh, Bobby's world being out, and they're like, hey, comedians are doing good. I think Camp Candy came before those actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I think Bobby's world though came before both of them. I think, but I don't Mm. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, Uh, Captain N and the Game Master. Yeah, I Joe. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Like, honest to God, just yeah. fucking G.I. Joe. Uh, let's see. Captain Planet into the Planeteers. Love that. New Kids show on too. the Block. Which oh. I forgot that there was an animated series, but there is. My wife wouldn't forget about it. She's a New <laughs> Kids on the Block fanatic. Uh, Swamp Thing. Hammer Man. Another one I love. Fucking Hammer Man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's make fucking MC show. Hammer a superhero. <laughs> With magic shoes. With magic yeah. shoes. Magic talking shoes. Uh, Where's Waldo, which I remember and I watched a lot of, actually. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Hold on, you just skipped two that I feel like are really worth mentioning. Oh, wish, Wish-Kid, oh, right, Wish-Kid, which is Kid. literally oh, right. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Like, with not him playing a character, glove. it's just him with, like, a magic baseball glove. Yeah, a star <laughs> yeah, he gets a wish a day. goes into his glove. That. Yeah, and then fucking Pro Stars, which was a cartoon oh, with, like, Michael Jordan, uh, Bo Jackson, and Wayne, and Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky are superheroes. Okay, I, I love that show. I forgot about. I didn't see Pro Stars a lot because I was never much of a uh, sports fan, so I didn't actually recognize remember that name. But then when you said Wishkin, I then remembered. Oh yeah, Macaulay Culkin yeah. and Wishes, uh, Super Dave, Daredevil for Hire, Stunt yep. Dogs, which is another one I remember. I don't know if anyone else watched it though. Uh, Wild West Cowboys at C period O period W period. Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yep, I, th- I think ABC. that stood for Code of the, Code of West, the West. I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the ninety three ninety four version. Uh, also, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which was ninety three ninety six. Oh, so the good and the bad versions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. The, also, Madeline eventually Sonic Adventures. Underground, which is the extremely bad version. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hurricanes, Double Dragon, another cartoon I remember. Street oh. Sharks. Which oh. was their 
It all comes back to fucking street sharks. (laughs) Where on earth is Carmen Sandiego? Which is is not the game show that was on PBS. It's the the, the, the the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that show every day when I was a kid. Oh, fuck. They did Bump in the Night. I loved Bump Bump in the Night as a kid. It's that uh, that claymation show with like yes. it's like a monster that lives under the kid's bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ultra Force, Action Man, and it says not to be confused with the series produced by Mainframe Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gadget Boy and Heather, which uh, by the way, there's a couple of Gadget Boy stuff where I think it's basically the the uh, it's Inspector Gadget, but Gadget he's a kid, kid. Yeah, and the thing and, is, uh, when it says and have Heather, like just I guess the idea is that well. Now that he's a kid, I guess the lady who helps him and gets no credit has to be an adult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wait, is what? this like a prequel to Inspector Gadget? I, no. It's yeah, I there's never just five thousand so different versions of Inspector okay. Gadget. Because I was gonna say, would Heather have been Penny's mother? But if it wasn't a prequel, then no. That I was gonna say, I was hoping for continuity here, but I keep forgetting <laughs> this is a cheap cartoon company. So. <laughs> Uh, what a mess. They were part of the team that localized Sailor Moon, at least the first 82 episodes of it. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Sarmati, Siegfried, Siegfried and Roy, which oh. I remember because I watched a lot of Saturday morning that cartoons. That was on Fox, oh. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Let's let's try and get through this a little faster. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mummy's Alive. Uh, Mummy's Alive, The Lackey World of Tex Avery, Extreme Dinosaurs, Pocket uh, Dragon Sabrina, Adventures. the animated series, as well as Archie's Weird Mysteries. Yeah. But, so oh, I guess they had, they had to deal with Archie, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd Century. Oh, that had a catchy theme song. <laughs> uh, Alienator's Evolution Continues. Was that the one that was based off of the Evolution movies? Yeah. There was only okay. one Evolution movie, I think. <laughs> well, after... Yeah, okay. Uh, Speed Racer X, Liberty Kids, uh, I'm just trying to, they brought over Knights of the Zodiac, made a strawberry shortcake recently, Trolls, Horseland, a new Care Bears in Carolot version that's uh, just recent, Dino Squad, and Sh- Sushi Pack. And then, just also, they made a couple of live action things, besides Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills, they're also the ones behind Haven. It's Ernest. Which, oh. it, you never heard of this? Uh, Ernest P. Worrell, the Jim Varney character. Yeah. They gave him a show, and it was just oh a sketch. Oh, my God, and that's I remember, right. Yeah, I remember all this creep. Like, I remember one time that there was, like... It was on Saturday that, afternoons. Yeah, there was one running skit of him being a tongue in someone's mouth. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, making jokes about that, and... Oh, I remember like a white string that was supposed to be dental floss going by and there was like a green stuff stuck to it. And I'm like, oh, so here's a question for you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Did whoever was updating this Wikipedia page just stop caring or did Deke literally stop producing things in 2009? Um, They kind of literally did stop producing things in 2009. They were bought, uh, I think first by the cookie jar company for a while and they there, and then they were folded into the DHX media, which uh, some people might know that they were the people who started the uh, new My Little Pony reboot. Oh, okay. And uh, I think they're also doing Littlest Pet Shop and a couple of other shows for, which is now Discovery Discovery Family Channel. Huh. Yeah. So, so wait, so did just they, Hasbro buy them up? Is that what happened? Uh, Hasbro worked with DHX media, but they didn't actually buy it. And- and while they, for a while, owned the Discovery Family Channel, they gave back its uh, ownership to Discovery. Like, they no longer are considered, like, owning it, even though it still runs some of the programs. Yeah, they had that, they that whole experiment with, like, the, the hub. 
Yeah, I, I guess that didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that's so. that's the folks behind this show. <laughs> so you you know and you've you've heard you've you heard the list of of shows we just discussed. <laughs> so you know the level of quality to expect here. Yeah, yeah and. Uh, I like to say, like, when I was reading this, the first thing that came to my mind, and I still think is a really apt uh, way of describing it, is that they are the LGN of uh, TV media. (laughs) (laughs) So, for people who have not spent, uh, like, their high school years watching Anger Video Game Nerd, like, ten years ago, who is LGN? LGN is basically an American toy company that has produced a lot of uh, property brand, like, uh, property branded video games, uh, and just basically like like Deke, basically just as, as out crudely the, and as cheaply as possible yeah, is the yeah. idea. Like that's Deke to try and like basically cash in on there. Like you know, like they put out uh, Jaws and they put out Friday the Thirteenth and 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 like Back to the Future two and three video games and like basically with very little regard to the source material, just so they could slap a. Uh, yeah. The, the name on it and, and cash in on what was going on. They had a process of basically getting access to whatever licenses for cartoons they could, and whatever they couldn't afford, they would just rip off anyway. Yeah. And speaking of which, so the reason we're watching this show is, you know, we have kind of a thing with these most episodes that that we've kind of moved away from at some point to start talking about other stuff, but we, we have... A, a stated goal of basically covering all of the various Power Rangers ripoffs, and this is one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, just by virtue of being the fact that this is kind of the only one that has no Toku footage spliced in. It's not made from anything. It is. It is. It is fresh and made from scratch, like Mama used to do. Yeah. <laughs> but just oh boy, it's still. It's even cheaper. It's even like let like just fuck. You know what? Let, are you guys ready to get into it? Should we just get into the summary, or do we have anything else to add? Because whoo, I think, boy, I, th- I think if we get into the summary, we'll basically find what we want to say. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the theme. <laughs> the theme. The <laughs> opening oh. credits. The opening. Like I'm gonna just I'm, I'm gonna just get the the theme song and play it at the beginning of this podcast. So don't worry, the audience will have the listeners will have heard it already. Oh, so but their like, ears will bleed like ours did. <laughs> It's it's something. It's one of those theme songs that like the lyrics explain the plot of the show. Mm. Yeah, which is I feel is a lost art. <laughs> and they do it in one chorus too. Like other than just basically saying the title, there's just that like like one part where it's actually more that explains everything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the the ver- the verses explain the stuff, and the, here's the, there's an action scene. Uh, later in this episode, where we'll get more of the theme song, oh, and it's just yeah. more stuff like explaining the plot. It, <laughs> it's it's just really weird. But like all of the footage we're getting is, you get kind of a sense of what the action scenes in this show are, and they're God. We'll, we'll get to it. You know, let's let's just let's just say we'll get to it. It's <laughs> it's fucking something. Um, let do you guys have anything else to add about the the credits, or can we just get to the episode? Because holy shit. Uh no, we can. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I mean, good. I like. I don't even have anything to say about like you know the eye catches of the characters. Like, there's not really much to say. Yeah, like it, here's the thing: everything that's going on in the credits, we're gonna get through throughout the course of the summary, and it's just yeah. Oh boy, it, I, and, and here's the thing, folks. I get it. 
we're kind of doing a bad job right now because this is a podcast and we're supposed to be able to describe things. <laughs> we there don't is, have a lot to go on. Yeah. This is one um, of the – like, r- folks, you remember for, – for a long time, Teenagers of Attitude listeners, you may remember like way back and I think it was like episode four. We got to that scene with like the gnarly gnome and we were just so flabbergasted we couldn't bring <laughs> ourselves to describe the scene because what we were seeing was so incomprehensible. <laughs> That's this whole show. It is 20 minutes – of complete just baffling nonsense. It is like it, I'm. It, it's like a psychedelic freakout. It's just I don't even. I, I, More like God. a '90s extreme freakout, though. Yeah. Oh, it's it's very '90s. So let's get to the episode. The first episode oh, is called. I, I was gonna say if people do want to see it, I'm pretty sure all of it's on YouTube because, like, like the Sonic thing, no one really cares that it's all yeah. up there. Oh yeah, no, it's it's there. It's it's on YouTube. Like here's here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing with with this podcast that if there is like a way that we can like legally watch whatever it is we're going to watch like through streaming or anything like that, we do that. You know, we don't Absolutely. we try not to we try not to fiddle around with gray areas. But some of the shows we cover, including this one, are just so just no one cares. No one's going to bother to put this on DVD. No one's going to bother to put it on Netflix. Like, we're actually going to have a little bit of trouble doing the summary because we don't have subtitles. Yeah. Well, we have the auto-generated YouTube subtitles, and that's going to be fun. <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. God, th- yeah, this show is just, like, fucking no one cares. The whole thing is on YouTube. You can watch it for yourself. Yeah. And speaking of which, the first episode is called In the Beginning, with four periods as part wow. of the title. Obviously, which- nobody told these people what ellipses mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, let's let's not take the time to to nitpick the grammar too much. We have much bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so we we open in like an evil space layer, essentially, and here's where we meet Emperor Gorganus. Is it on a red moon? Is that what that's supposed to thing, or is there just supposed to be a standard space shot? Fuck, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they really. It would have been nice if they had some captioning there. Just to, you know, say, oh, maybe what the name of the planet is, or the system. Maybe just told us anything about anything. Yeah. No, they just They show a picture of a, I guess, orangish red moon, and then we're in the lair. Yeah. And so, okay, first off, this villain, he's fucking great. I fucking love this guy. His voice, the way he acts, like, he's just, just, he's such the, just the most cliched, like, kid show evil villain I've ever seen, and he's amazing. Okay, yeah. uh, by the way, I did some, like, research, and I found an interesting thing. Like, you say he's cliched? Like, he does that on purpose. And I don't mean, like, the, just for the show they did that. I mean, in the show, they actually, like, kind of lampshade it. There is one point where he goes on vacation, and his lieutenant sends down a monster. And when it's about to lose, he pulls it back and throws in a fresh monster, because he thinks, oh, well... There's weak. This is a good time. Throws in there. And he comes back from his vacation. He's like, no, that's not how we do it. We just send one monster one day. That's it. Get them back. Oh, and God. like, that's yeah. why that's why they won that that episode. They would have lost. He, he, do, he does. He does the whole fucking Dr. Evil. Like, there's a method to this thing. Yeah. Uh, but so some random alien is bringing him a piece of plastic, I guess. <laughs> it was like the top of a tray or something. It's not even like neon, yeah. like they like to do a lot in in the nineties. Yeah, it's it it doesn't even look like a space thing. It's just a piece of plastic. Yeah, an and, oddly uh, shaped 
piece of plastic that apparently there's something on it, but I couldn't really tell when I saw it. Yeah, they they pretend that I guess he's reading a map, a space map, but there's yeah. there's nothing there. I th- I think maybe they told the actor that they were going to add special effects and that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like, ah, a map showing the focal points of all the power portals. As a reward, I offer you a million credits and a trip to the pleasure planet of Hedon, as well as a share of my personal treasure. And then he kind of stops and is like, wait a minute, you failed to kill Nimbar. I guess I'm going to change your reward. Instead, you get 40 years of banishment to a living death in the Strecken Toil Mines. Which That's some reward. <laughs> Holy shit! Like that is, I'm so, I'm sorry. Just we're, we're so many concepts at once. Okay, just first a million credits. Okay, and then a pleasure planet called Heden. Yeah, and then forty years banishment of a living death in the stricken toil mines. Man, that's the sort of take. That's the sort of alteration yeah. on a deal that Darth Vader would have been jealous of. Yeah. <laughs> But just I I love I love just throwing out these concepts of just like yeah sure there's just a fucking planet that's that, where you just basically mind suffering I guess, um, and then he turns <laughs> to his parrot like lieutenant second I guess who yeah, says that like there a was a generous man? deal yeah something like that it's not even a muppet at first I thought it was a muppet I was like oh well at least they have a redeeming I, I, quality in a muppet but they couldn't even afford a damn muppet. It I mean, looks like a cheap Skeksis. Yeah. yeah. But it's like a chicken puppet, and apparently his name is Lechner. Which, yeah. I, that's that's kind of the fun thing about this... The, the names of the characters in this show is they always go for the obvious stuff, you know? Like, he's Emperor Garganus, and, and like his sidekick is named Lechner, and it's just like, these are just the most cliched, like, just alien... Th- like, like this is, this is George Lucas at his most lazy... As far as naming shit in this show, and I love it. But so, he sits down at, like, a panel and is like, That planet, the third one from the bright star, is the key. And the, the minion is just like, Oh, the, the pretty blue one? Are, are you going to disintegrate it? And he basically explains, like, No, no, it is, it is the focal point to the power portals. And the, the power portals, I guess, are the MacGuffin in this show. Yeah. And so vaporizing would be bad. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like the there's the excuse of this villain totally could just destroy the earth at any time, but he needs it for something. Mm-hmm. But he says, "All right, uh, here's how I'm going to conquer the earth. I'm going to send down Ninja Bot, the samurai robot." <laughs> Which is a contradiction in terms, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I've, and he summons him with a uh, keypad on his arm. Yep. Yeah, he just he just beep get- boops on his arm, and then like a little toy pops up on the terminal, and then he points his finger, and like there's pew pew lasers, yeah. and then suddenly this giant samurai robot is terrorizing the desert. I guess. Yeah, and you he might sets be fire to like power lines. Yeah, and you might be thinking we're we're simplifying it just to speed things along. No, that that's pretty much the level of. Yeah, the villain basically uses on. like an aftermarket power glove to summon a monster and send it to Earth. <laughs> yeah, everything we've described takes place in the span of about a minute and a half. Yeah. Like, this, this is not a show where they take the time to explain much. Um, but so he, he sets fire to some power lines. There's this really hilarious effect <laughs> where they, they fake him like slicing through a rock formation. And then he taps it. 
Yeah, he, they, they do the slash. It's like, okay, it's cut now, but he still has to, like, knock the rock over yeah. with his hand. Like, and then he just he just zaps, like, what I presume is supposed to be a power plant. But, like, yeah, just this giant robot samurai is just terrorizing the desert, I guess. I Like, I guess they were going for the cool guy thing where, like, you know, cuts it and then Chief's sword and the thing falls apart. It was like, you are already dead kind of thing. But then he Which has to I've tap witnessed. it with his sword. Like, I've been in demonstrations where I've had my instructor actually do this sort of thing with straw, and it looks super cool. This was oh, that's not right. super cool. <laughs> I forgot, so you're, you're actually a, a real-life martial arts man, so how yes. how accurate is this giant robo-samurai? <laughs> like, from a technique standpoint? Well, th- from all your experience with giant robot samurais. He sucks. Like, it was... I'm, I feel like I'm. Cha- I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna be channeling Matt through the entirety of this episode. But it was horrible. Like I figured that they had to have shown this guy probably fifteen twenty minutes of hey, here's how we want you to do this with this sword, and there you go. Because he had like really no expertise whatsoever with it, and yeah. it just it for a person like me, and I'm I'm not gonna claim to be. Some sort of professional or anything close to it, but just having some experience with it, it was so bad watching. I was like... In fairness, he probably had zero direction. Yes. Like, there probably wasn't much by way of fight choreography on this show. But so, uh, we cut to... Apparently, this is like a coffee shop, and I guess this is sort of the show's equivalent of the Jim and Juice Bar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we we meet the first one of our tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Uh, which is still a mouthful. Uh, his name is Swinton, and he's the nerd. Can we just call him Alien Fighters from this point on to make it a little even easier? Alliterate no. it. No. Okay. If we try and if we try and go by the initials, it's it, still a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, what you you don't think Tafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafaf
You said you refused to do an assignment. That's an incorrect accusation. I accepted the assignment. I refused to collaborate with other students. Swim. You know how proud I am that you're so smart. But sometimes in life, you're going to have to learn to work with others. Why? Einstein worked alone. I know you're having a hard time. Skipping a grade makes you the youngest in class. But you're going to have to put forth an effort to make friends. You know what happens to people who work alone? They live out on a desert and they take photographs like this. To my knowledge, like this guy, Swinton's dad, is a recurring character, but I don't think the mom is. Mm-hmm. So it, bear in mind, this is I've, I've done about the most extensive research anyone on this podcast does, and that means I skimmed the Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, I actually it, looked a little bit at the, the TV Tropes page just to see uh, some stuff. like well, how, how many tropes it? were there? Were there oh, a lot of tropes? A lot. I'm amazed that you were able to escape the TV Tropes page just to come here and record it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so his dad basically gives him this speech about how, like, hey, no one should have to work alone. Because if you end up working alone, you'll end up like this. You'll run around in the desert taking weird photos like this one reporter did. Apparently, he works in, like, a newspaper or something. Yeah. And... and- I, and when he and when his dad said that and showed the picture, I just realized maybe that's where Swinton gets his his uh, high superiority complex. Because man, that's that's a that's a mean dig. Well, yeah, but apparently the photo of- the photo that, that this reporter sent in is just a picture of this giant samurai robot. And even Swinton's just like, man, that looks fake as hell. It was um, so nice but- that he was able to pose for it like that too. Yeah. <laughs> But he's just like, well, you know what? If that if that's real, then that means the end of the world, and I guess I'm off the hook for this group project. Yeah. <laughs> Swinton is a dick. Yes. Actually, that's kind of the thing. It's like to some to, to some extent, all of these characters are dicks. Like, I don't think there's a single nice character. Like, I Laurie, the 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 cheerleader, cheerleader the, yeah. the cursed cheerleader, is about as close as any of them come to being a nice character. Yeah, and that's because but, she like, doesn't show any, doing anything. Like bad or mean to the other characters. Yeah, and yeah. The, here's the thing: they also kind of lean into the fact that they actually do make a point of the fact that these characters are from Beverly Hills. They are all just—they're so bougie and just fucking <laughs> like again. Instead of a, hanging out at a gym, they hang out at a coffee house and they talk about salad. And it's just—it's so cliched. Holy shit! Um, no wonder they anyway, had to make nine hundred two zero. They had to try and do the PR to reverse what this show was. <laughs> God. Oh, do, do, really? Do, do you think that this show is why Beverly Hills had a bad image in the 90s? Well, it's, it was all the tattooed teenage alien fighters' <laughs> fault that no one likes us. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have made it any worse. Uh, that's true. That's true. So we cut to somebody's house, I guess guess gordon's i thought it was gordon's mark? by the look of it yeah um but so they, they're talking about hey, uh, drew is telling them like hey i know it sucks that we had to meet up for this school project on a saturday but i work for a living and this was the only day i could do it and gordon pulls out a fucking tape recorder like like I, a like a what, what what were these called like a fucking oh yeah the you're right a tape recorder like a hand like a like a mini hand recorder thing. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of the thing from Home mini, Alone. Mini two. cassette. Mini cassette. Oh, that was the Talkboy. That yeah. was that's, so that's popular. For, yeah. like, talk that boy. was so yeah. popular that they had to make it after the fact. Yeah. 
Yeah, but oh, this is really? one of the like many that, yeah, thing yeah, didn't it, exist until that movie came out. It did not exist mm-hmm. until until the movie, and everyone was like, uh, when Home Alone two came out, like everyone's like, we want this toy. Where is this toy? And they're like, it doesn't exist. And so many people asked asked for it. They're like, okay. And so Tommy made a made the talk boy. Okay, I, I did not know that. Um, they also made a talk girl, which was pink. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, good. Got got to do that. But so I, Gordon I, just starts like he he starts like I guess doing like a captain's log thing, but he starts talking about himself in the first person. Is like, and I'm here to do the project with fucking this lady and this other lady. Whatever. Fuck it. Swinton's not here. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and then Swinton shows up carrying just a fucking ridiculous contraption and on a plane. He asks for. He asks for help getting through the gate, and then none of the other teens get up to help him. Yeah, and he's like, never and mind, then, I got it. Yeah, he gets through on his own. He's like, well, fuck it, never mind, I got it. And we see this thing he's rigged up, and God, we've seen some bullshit, like, inventions that the smart character has built throughout the course of talking about Power Rangers on this podcast. This this takes the cake. There, there are a it- lot of things in this show where, like... We're going to be probably using something along the lines of, and this takes the cake kind of a lot in this discussion. Yeah. But this is the most, like, bullshit contraption we've seen for this this podcast. They put a lot of stuff on this plank of wood. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just threw whatever they could on there. N- none of these things have anything to do with each other. No. And so basically, Swinton, basically, he, he says, hey, so I already started the project because you fuckers are beneath me. Yeah. And... Lori starts asking, well, like, hey, it kind of it kind of started it. It kind of looks like you already finished it. And he just goes, yeah, I did. Because fuck you. Yeah. And <sighs> Gordon, because, again, everyone is a dick. Everyone is a dick. It's like, well, hey, um, since I'm obviously the most charismatic person here, I should be the one to actually give the presentation. So why don't you explain to me what this fucking thing does real quick? And- AKA, I'll take all the credit while you, you know. <laughs> Well, you actually fucking built it, yeah. yeah. And there's a bit of a kerfuffle while they fight over it a little bit, and they spill some soda on his device, and a fucking portal after opens. Effects? Like, after effects of, of just blue shoots out, and and then we get that portal. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking Adobe after effects in yeah. this show. What was um, it that they said that it was supposed to measure? What did uh, measure secondary. Yeah, like, I, that's not what this thing's supposed to do. It's supposed to measure secondhand cigarette smoke in the air. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is that's a fucking weird cool. thing. That's a well, weird. Lo- in- that's a leap in what this is supposed to be doing. Yeah, like I don't see how any of the, what they threw on that thing would do that. And second of all, I'm pretty sure they had things that did that, which were much more compact, like even in the 90s. Because yeah. But, but somehow this fucking cigarette smoke detector ripped a hole in time space. Yeah. And Drew, because she's the crazy one, um, is just like, hey, sweet hole in time space. Later, losers. And she goes yeah. through it. <laughs> I was half expecting to hear like a blood curdling scream when she went through it initially. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted like it to be it. like the fucking uh, dimensional jump from the Mario movie. Just her going, ah! Exactly. <laughs> Which we actually kind of get because yeah. after after she goes through, Swinton follows her in, and then Laurie follows her in, uh, follows him in. Yeah. And then Gordon is just like, "Oh, I'd better get extra credit for this." And he jumps through, and he just screams the whole time. Yeah. Even after he comes out the portal on the other side, and like the other 
like characters are just kind of staring at him. He's just standing there, like his eyes closed and screaming. He's just like, <laughs> and so the, the characters are actually like, well, some of them are freaking out. Some of them are really excited about th- the fact they've wound up in this fucking, like the sort of command center equivalent. Uh, one of them yells, it's a UFO. We've been abducted. And I'm wondering how the heck they know that with all the smoke that's being blown around. Oh yeah, someone went fucking over just overboard with the fog machine in this room. It's it's just it's out of control. I can't help but wonder if the way that the smoke billowed away is if off, off camera the director was like, "Will somebody turn on the fan, please?" <laughs> yeah. So here is where we meet this show's Zordon equivalent Nimbar, who is basically the snot ball from the Mario movie. And do you know who voiced him? Oh, I forget. Glenn Shaddix. Do you remember uh, the the Beetlejuice movie? Yes. Uh He was uh, Otho, or Otho, in the Beetlejuice movie. And he was the mayor in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, you're going to have to refresh me on who Otho is. I remember this. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Otho is like the... Like the it, Lydia's parents, her mom has like this sort of entourage. Yeah, entourage guy who winds up doing the same. Oh, is he the skeevy co- guy who tries to? He, he like sells a book or something. Yeah, he steals the book of the dead from from yeah. the the dead couple and does the oh, same. Oh, right, that. okay, him. Yeah, right, all right. Because yeah, I yeah. recognize the voice, and I was like, oh my god, who is that? And then I I wound up realizing who it was. I didn't know he voiced okay. the mayor. Yep. Yeah. Huh. So Nimbar, so here's the thing about Nimbar. He's a blob thing. Like, literally, he's just a blob thing. And except except he, when there's he, a hand going out. Yeah, <laughs> a regular-ass human hand is going to come out in a second. But here's the thing about Nimbar. He, he pulsates, but not because there's a physical puppet or anything. They recorded, like, this just blob, and then in Adobe After Effects just yeah. sort of made him wiggle and pulsate. Yeah, a ripple effect. Yeah, like like we're going into a dream sequence anytime he's on screen. It's it's really weird. Uh, so anyway, he introduces himself, and Drew says something like rude back to him. I forget what exactly. And then when Lori, you know, tells her like, "Hey, don't be don't be rude to the Blob Man," he says, "Actually, the reason that's why I brought her here is her disdain for protocol." <laughs> so. So does that mean like the spilled uh, drink and the portal opening wasn't actually the machine? It was just weird timing when he and he summoned them there. That's where it almost seemed. It's not clear. He keeps talking in terms of like that he chose them. Yeah. But like, it, yeah, it's it's really not clear like how far Nimbar's like powers actually go because he, he'll he'll talk in terms of like. He escaped from Garganus's like attack. Like Garganus tried to hunt him down, but like Nimbar just like he, for all intents and purposes, he lives on this table. Like yep. he doesn't really move. <laughs> so like I don't know what exactly. Like Zordon in Power Rangers had sort of the excuse of him like being trapped in another dimension or a time warp or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Nimbar is just kind of sitting on a table. So there's not really any, any explanation for like what he can and cannot do. And it's not like he has an alpha to be able to do the physical things for him either. No. Well, I mean, again, that's why he's got the fucking just regular-ass goo-covered human hand that comes out of yes. him. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Th- oh, God, it's so fucking weird. But anyway, he, he tells the kids about Emperor Garganus of the planet Molecula. 
which again, <laughs> fucking lovely, cliched sci-fi name. The yeah. first time I heard it, I thought, Molecular, the Molecular Man. <laughs> <laughs> but so he's giving this whole backstory, and Lori is surprisingly quick on the uptake. Like, she kind of finishes his sentences throughout this explanation. But I, I think they're they're setting her up to be the leader question mark that's sort of the impression that i got through the last like half of the episode is that she's sort of the well when they go over like the whole well you do what to rules and stuff like that i think they said that she was the one who picks and chooses which rules to follow which i do i do think is what yeah we'll we'll uh, get to that yeah (laughs) fuck but anyway so he explains to them like hey so this dude is gonna keep sending giant monsters to attack your planet and Swinton says, well, we should go back and get the army. And and, and Nimbar just kind of laughs. is like, ha, 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 your human military will do nothing. <laughs> it's just, he just fucking shrugs them off. It's so great. He's not even from Beverly Hills and he's a dick. Yeah. Everyone in this show is a dick. He, uh, Nimbar explains that, so basically we always have the Galactic Sentinels fight this guy. And Gordon's like, well, you should go get some of them. <laughs> and Nimbar's like, I already have. I chose the four of you. And, you know, and so now you have to use your, your tattoos to summon your powers. And Gordon just goes, we don't, we don't have tattoos. And there's this sort of <laughs> gag where Nimbar says, Regarje. And then th- they're all looking confused. It's like, oh, I, th- I think he means oops. Hey, Nimbar, you forgot to, to English for a second there. You're speaking yeah. alien. And he's like, oh, right, sorry. My bad. And then this is where the slimy hand comes out. <laughs> and each kid, each each one of them sort of holds out their left forearm. And he, he smears some goo on their arm. And then they just sort of magically have a glowing tattoo with a symbol on it. And they are surprisingly I- okay with this. <laughs> like, if I saw this goo-covered hand coming out of this blob, I would be like... Uh, like it's it's not even human looking. I think they put some kind of like rubber glove on or something like that because it's got a pointy finger. It's still it's still very clearly a human hand though. Yeah, like, it's uh, something. It's it's just it's not right. It's just this blob, and then a hand comes out. Yeah, and when it does it to Drew, like she stands there for a moment, and it looks like it basically starts waving her along, like you know, keep moving. Yeah, and they just go down yeah. the line. Yeah, they, they all seem really, like, calm about everything that's happening. Like, it, it, and again, like, we're always going to be comparing these shows to Power Rangers, but, you know, at least in Power Rangers, the the reaction of the Rangers to all the bullshit Zordon was throwing at them was to, like, immediately reject it. Mm-hmm. And there was that Zach's great line of, guys, we were just talking to a fucking head in a tube, you know? <laughs> like, this is this is bananas. But, like, these guys just kind of go with it, and he just sort of lets him put, like, glowing nuclear tattoos on their arms, basically. Yeah. And they, and they, like, they actually blink. They light up. I don't know how they do this effect. I wasn't sure on that either. Yeah. I mean, like, the... the... I, I kind of suspect, like, someone's just sort of shining a flashlight onto the wrist. Yeah, it looks like they're, they're shining UV on the t- tattoo, but I don't know how they're, like disappearing when it's shined off like the flashing looks definitely like a uv light kind of thing yeah that's like that particular here's the thing don't get don't get us wrong it's a shitty effect but it's the most impressive effect in this show because i can't figure out how they did it (laughs) which is pretty sad all things considered uh but so and here's where we get the first of what is a recurring trend here in this first episode 
where Drew keeps kind of name dropping the show, but not the full title at first. Yeah, like she she like, she'll say like, "Oh, we're we're alien fighters," and now she says like, "Oh, I guess we're tattooed alien fighters," and it's going to gradually build. Until, like, the final line of dialogue in the episode is when they say the finally say the full title of the show, and then freeze frame. But this is where that kind of builds up throughout the course of the episode. Um, and then, here's where Nimbo... Basically, the kids start to protest about whether or not they can be warriors. Um, Nimbar says that I chose you all because you work together. And they're like, are, are you serious, dude? We're not even friends? <laughs> and yes. Swinton awesome. points out, like, I don't even take P.E. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's isn't that also like right, like right before they should just show a picture, like a on the on a TV screen thing, kind of like the ninja samurai attacking things, like just to give yeah. them reference, and it's just the same footage from before reversed. Pretty much. Oh, is it really? I'm pretty sure that's all it is. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But so this is where Nimbar tells them about the Transo discs. <laughs> which um, I, I'm guessing from the name, if they stand on them, they get pumped full of uh, hormones. <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but apparently it stands for transactional time-space regenerator discs. And the way they explain it is, if you get on there and transformed, you are gifted with the accumulated skills and knowledge of the entirety of the order of galactic sentinels. God, what a ripoff. The, the, uh, the galactic sentinels being the, the sort of soldiers in this show and actually would be a way better name for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so at this point, Nimbar basically tells the teens why he chose them by giving them their D and D alignment. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought uh, about it that way, but yeah, you're right. So, (laughs) He says, Gordon, you are Taurus, the bull, strong and dependable, follower of rules. Um, And here's the thing. Gordon actually does get, like, the the Zodiac symbol for Taurus, um, which, A, I only recognize because of Homestuck. I was just going to say. (laughs) Yeah. They they were into Zodiac before Homestuck. Yeah. Well, not quite, because here's the thing. Oh, really? The The other reason I bring it up is that two of them are correct, two of them are not. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. So, so Gordon does get Taurus. Uh, Swinton says, Swinton, you are innovative and bright, the maker of new rules. You shall be named Apollo. And his symbol is Aquarius. It's mm. the two zigzaggy lines. Um, Drew, you've always been independent. And, you know, everyone else is like, yeah, that's her. Uh, she's been independent. And she will become Centaur, the breaker of rules. And she gets the symbol for Sagittarius, which, I mean, yeah, at least that's kind of related. Sagittarius is a centaur. Mm-hmm. Apollo being Aquarius, I don't even know if there's really yeah. a connection there. That just seems random. I think they um, just wanted another A name because apparently Aquarius is too girly sounding for Swinton. Yeah. That's well, the only I mean, thing I can think of. It's the only way he's going to have his own age. And it's going <laughs> to dawn. And, you know, the song and all that uh. reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, so we have Gordon, who's the follower of rules, Swinton, who's the creator of new rules, and Drew, who's the breaker of rules. And lastly, Lori, uh, you are Scorpio, and you can bring everyone together. And then Gordon goes, yeah, well, she's a cheerleader. And she, her thing is that she knows which rules to choose, which I guess, I guess makes her the leader. I guess she's the super ego to everyone else's whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say, it's 
id and ego, but there's like three of them, so that doesn't really work. But why do you have a rule chooser and a rule breaker? I fuck, I don't know. Wait, no, no. But, ba- he, but basically, the idea, I guess, is follower. that you know, I made the I made the D and D joke. I guess Gordon is, you know, is lawful good. Yeah. Drew is chaotic good. Swinton is, I don't, I guess neutral good. He makes new laws? Question mark. And just Laurie yeah. is just kind of in charge. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know. And and the kids, they keep sort of protesting. Like this is kind of bullshit. We can't fight aliens. And he just goes, Nah, trust me. I'm a superior being. Ugh. Oh, did that did that line rub you the wrong way at all, Greg? Just a little. Superior <laughs> being my ass. I mean, he's a blob on a table. Exactly. What's, I mean, come on, trust the fungus. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I have to admit that callback was good. He said Thank that the you. that the the traits he picked are tied to the constellations they exhibit or that uh, he gave them. And I don't think that's how they are usually in like, is it like, is Taurus like a follower of rules? Like I, I have no idea. I'm really not sure either. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a horse. I mean, honestly, it's probably not even consistent. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Uh, so anyway, they, they stand on the transo discs and he tells them just say your galactic sentinel name and Lori's like, wait, why? Why would we do that? And Swin's like, oh, it's like a sound key. And then he, he goes into fucking Billy speak and explains what a sound key is. <laughs> so there you go. And they say their names, and here's where they transform. <laughs> and <laughs> s- sweet Jesus, these outfits, and just every... Fuck me running. Okay. Okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta try and take this one at a time. It's like they okay. took a bunch of rejected American gladiators and put them in spandex suits with their mouths they do, covered. They do look yeah. like rejected American gladiators. Oh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> that okay. actually kind of makes sense. Wasn't American gladiators probably gonna big at this point? Yeah, yeah. So effectively, they're all in full body jumpsuits, but with some of the parts missing, and what parts are missing depends on who. Uh, so Lori is missing her sleeves and midriff and otherwise is completely covered in bright green spandex. And like everyone else, she's got like this mask that her, it doesn't cover her hair, but it covers the rest of her head. And there's the big, like almost power Rangers esque, like silver face plate in the middle with sculpted, not only the sculpted mouth, but the sculpted nose as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy as hell. Yeah, it, the mouth just really threw me off. I kept I I missed the nose, but yeah, the the mouth just Yeah. Uh, and they've like, also got like a silver emblem on their chest and silver gloves and a silver belt. So it's like it's just their color plus silver, I guess. Yeah. Um but so okay, so what she's missing is sleeves and a midriff. What Gordon is dressed in black and he's missing sleeves and also pants? most of his yeah, leggings he's got like some, he's in he, shorts he's sporting some some hot pants there yeah yeah like, so this is this is kind of a weird choice i Lorts? mean i get yeah latex shorts yeah but like the the men get shorts and the women get long pants and i'm not sure uh, why yeah. i mean i'm not suggesting that it would necessarily be better the other way around it's just why why do that i don't mm. i don't get it but anyway um, so Drew, Drew is just missing sleeves. She, other than that, she gets like the full, 
bodysuit. And now she apparently has a perm. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we'll get to this in a second, but I think there might be a reason for that. And then we get to Swinton, who also is in shorts and is only missing his <laughs> left sleeve. Yeah. He's still got the right sleeve. Yeah. But as as we'll get to, I think there might have been a costume change partway through the production of this first episode. Because sometimes he doesn't have that right sleeve. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's... I like I don't know if at some point someone was like, you know what, the other sleeve the one sleeve's kinda dumb. Let's just fix that. <laughs> I wonder if they had the same problem that they had with the, the Dark Rangers in that <laughs> the costume broke in the midst of filming. Oh god. I maybe. With how cheap the show apparently was, that might be the case. Yeah. But so uh, I kind of have a theory about why they still might have gone with like the full face covering masks in spite of the fact that this is all American footage. So when they quote-unquote transform, they get super ripped. Yeah! And I figure there's one of two things going on here. Either all of the actors are actually secretly ripped and they're just all doing like the David Yost thing where they just have them all wear baggy clothes, or these are body doubles. I'm pretty sure it was body doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm 95% sure that it's body doubles. At least Drew's double is in a really bad wig, and I think they might all be. It very well could be, because, yeah. It, well, I don't know. Gordon's, I I think I think Gordon's yeah. body double, The I think that's his hair. It doesn't look anything like Gordon's hair did, <laughs> but I think it's his hair, and uh, Swin's body double... Doesn't really have any hair because it's like Swin's body cut. double is fucking enormous. Yes, <laughs> holy shit! And he's his pose is like a Hulk Hogan pose, like just puffing out the chest. It's like I don't think you can hide that under a shirt, guys. Yeah, I don't know. But so they teleport to fight the monster, and so here's the thing: in this show, when the monster shows up to wreak havoc, it's already big. Yeah, yeah, and. When the Galactic Sentinels teleport to the fight, they just they just are big when they get there. There's no, like, growth sequence or anything. It's just they're normal-sized in the sort of command center, and then they teleport, and then when they get there, they're big. Which, if you had that kind of technology, I mean, couldn't you just, like, teleport the monster into a smaller size somewhere? I don't know. I think they need the transo discs to okay. teleport. Because you have to bear in mind, they don't... They don't do teleporting normally. They have to use the fucking power portal conceit. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. And to to be honest, the transo discs do sort of look like the transporter pads from Star Trek. Kind of, yeah. Like like if the transporter pads from Star Trek were like really really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so, we get a fight scene and we get more of the theme and I'm going to try and just put the fucking audio here in the episode because it's fucking something.
I will also explain that the lyrics in this fight scene, if this is your first time watching the show, which might have been the case back in the day because it's the pilot, it actually spoils something that's about to happen in the song. Uh, because it, it explains what their like final finishing move is. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, they they mentioned Nitron, which just we'll get to Nitron. We'll, well fucking I get think, to Nitron. I think he did like Nimbar did say something like, if you put your you know work all together, something powerful will happen or something like that. Like the being coy about yeah, like, about them doing that. Like he's a character in a video game dropping a hint. It's like, and if you do the thing, maybe something good will happen. Hint, <laughs> hint, you know. <laughs> My wife says that all the time, and it never happens. Like taking out the garbage. <laughs> okay. Oh, come so are on. You, are I you had... in a sitcom? Are I... you Tim Allen? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so we get we get the fight scene, and they start summoning their weapons. Well, I was going to say, they do some flips and jumps that are in slow motion for some reason. Yeah, there's a lot of slow-mo jumps. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of just flips and shit in this show. And he just lets them do it. <laughs> yeah. Like in Power yeah. Rangers, I understand because it's like Toku footage and it's really fast. They're being really slow, and this guy has a sword. It's like just got somebody. Like yeah. yeah. But speaking of having weapons that can cut people, but you don't. So each of the Sentinels summon their thing. Swinton, co- like he summons like a weird dagger thing. It's kind of wobbly shaped. I'm not sure what it's I- supposed to be. Oh, it looks like it was something uh, from an 80s movie. Yeah. Something like, like that. Uh, not exactly cr- giant, like Crawl, like, but something like that. Say what? Something like the, the glaive from Crawl, but more like half of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of just a stick. Yeah. Um, Gordon summons like a giant Q-tip. Or, <laughs> or like kind of like that giant thing from American yeah, Gladiators. Yeah, that's kinda, what I was thinking. There's, yeah. it was. there's a lot of American <laughs> Gladiators going on here. Um, Drew just fucking summons a battle axe. Now let's let's be let's be honest. This isn't just any battle axe. This is like one of those. If you went to a flea market and you were looking at like you know blade like a knife dealer, this would be the sort of axe that you would see hanging up behind him for a hundred bucks. Where he'd be like, "Oh, this is great. This thing is like top of the line steel. I'll give it to you for a deal for a hundred. It probably costs like three hundred to make, and it is like the." shittiest looking thing you have ever seen this is the sort of yeah. thing that you find on craigslist for like 30 bucks after somebody had it hanging on their wall for years yeah and my note for this part is what the fuck does laurie have three question marks oh, hook oh swords. I, yeah hook sword that's that's what it's called yep okay i i have never heard of that it's, I, it's like predominantly it's weird. chinese like you mainly yeah. see it in like uh Kung Fu, they use it quite a bit. Like Shaolin Kung Fu and regular Kung Fu. Wasn't okay. one? I thought one was used in um, uh, The Golden Child. Like one of the mooks that yep. uh, Eddie Murphy was fighting had in one. Yep. Yep. And I remember when G.I. Joe became, uh, like, not the later ones, like a streamer that basically became all ninjas and they put out a ninja line. A lot of them had hook swords. There was a Mortal Kombat character who had them too. Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, Bob? Was it Cabal? It might have been Cabal, the guy with the mask that almost looked like a sand person from Star Wars. Yeah, I think I think that's Cabal. Yeah, or- he had them too. Okay. Well, here's the thing. It kind of doesn't matter because all of the weapons just shoot laser beams. Yeah, yeah I, 
I, I'm like uh, with the exception of Gordons, they're all like bladed or pointed or something, and just they just they just pew pew lasers. Yeah, and I love how it's very very obvious that the summoning and the attack sequence and the lasers are all done in a way that they basically can reuse the footage anytime they want. Mm. Like oh yeah, there's every I, time I would have to imagine there's going to be a lot of recycling throughout. Yeah, the like every of this. every time they do the thing, it's just them. In, with like nothing else in the background except you know maybe a, the skyline, them doing the summoning move and attack, which at, because as you don't see anything else there, and like you said, like it's probably so they can always re- like recycle it at the drop of a hat. Oh, I would wager all of the fighting in the show takes place in this one nondescript desert. Yeah. <laughs> so they shoot the lasers and they just fucking kill Ninja Bot. And- or do they? Yeah, well, the thing is, Garganus sees this happen. He's like, what? The fucking Galactic Sentinels got shit. Nimbar, you you, f- you asshole. All right, I'm just going to increase Ruffles Ninjabot's blob. power. Because he can't do the make my monster grow thing because it's already big. <laughs> yeah. So he just, so he's he, just like, fuck it, he, make it better, yeah. hit the button. Yeah, I'll just punch a few buttons on my uh, power glove here, and then I'll shoot a bolt of lightning yeah. out of my finger. It's so bad. Okay, so he makes the samurai better and then the samurai shoots pew pew lasers out of his own sword and it makes all their weapons go away it's like well that was effective yeah apparently and they all react to it happening too like they do big reactions like oh no like oh no our my our weapons and immediately laurie is just like come on guys we're not out of this yet let's form nitron the most 90s named thing you can think of well, also, fucking, well, he's Nitron because he's a knight. Okay, so what happens is each of them stand in a circle and put one of their, put the their left arm forward, the one with the tattoo. Yeah. And then each of them takes their right hand and, like, grabs one of the other's tattooses. So they're forming, like, a square with their yeah. arms. And then there's a bunch of flashing lights. <laughs> and then we get this, we get this sort of weird fucking cartoon where each of their symbols shows up and turns into a body part of Nitron. And it's not like a leg, an arm and stuff. It's like one's the the legs, another's like the chest, and one's like the head, and another's like a shield or something. Yeah. But so th- this fucking Photoshop of this knight like dances around and then forms, and it's just, it's just a fucking knight in shining armor. It's just a generic-ass fucking medieval knight with a sword and a shield, and that's Nitron. And he starts to fight the samurai, and then we get some fucking color commentary from Nimbar, and he says, use Mega Caliber, it's the most powerful sword in the universe. Yeah. Oh, he says that after the so- the, after the shield gets knocked away. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're fighting, and the ninja bot just knocks the shield out of the way, and I'm like, well, okay, that was Yeah, but once, once he knocks the shield away, his shield hand just, they just punch the samurai. Yeah, yeah it sends him flying. Yeah, and instead of cutting him with the sword, again, <laughs> they just pew-pew laser again. Yep. And the samurai dies, and then we get Nitron posing dramatically in front of a bunch of Photoshop explosions. <laughs> it's like a fucking screensaver from Windows 98, and he's just standing in front of it, slo- and it slowly zooms in. Oh, and it zooms in on the sword because he plants the sword in the ground afterwards, too. And we get, like, the little funky, almost, like, lightning effect up the blade when he does it. 
Yeah. And so oh, God. we go back to the, the – I don't know what their headquarters is actually called. I keep calling it the command center because that's basically what it is. Yeah. yeah. I still don't but, understand and, how they, they recognize it as a spaceship because there's like rock formations and stuff. I would think it was some kind a, of it's cave. It's a fucking cave. Yeah. But so the the, the kids get back and they, they change back into themselves – and like, boy, that was exciting. I can't wait to tell all my friends and family about it. And, uh, shoot, what is the dude's name? Nimbar. Nimbar, thank you. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just like, oh, actually, BT dubs, you got to keep this secret. And they're like, oh, that sucks. Um, well, I mean, we killed the dude, right? So we're done? No, you <laughs> like, just killed uh, one no. of his monsters. You're committed now. I'll, I'll just call you on the tattoos when I need you. <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, that's okay. The next time a monster shows up, we can just summon Nitron again. And he goes, oh, actually, BT dubs Nitron is a finite resource. Don't use him <laughs> unless you have to. Yeah. yeah. Which, it's just, he, they keep sounding excited about something, and he immediately shuts them down just over and over again. Um, but I will say credit where credit is due. As far as in-universe excuses not to use the super finishing move until the end of the episode... Mm-hmm. Having it be a finite resource that needs to be used sparingly is a lot better than just you can't escalate because the rules say so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta hand it to them. It does make more sense than, you know, don't escalate unless Rita escalates first. And it also so. kind of makes sense, yeah. like, because, you know, this is going to be very formulaic. And I imagine that they're basically near the end when things happening, they're going to summon Nitron and fight. But. I would imagine, like as things es- like progress in the series, there will be points where Nitron will be fighting stronger and stronger and doing worse and worse. And you could just say that, well, that's because it's it's lose it's lost a lot of power from being used all the other times. Yeah, I don't know if that actually happens though. Yeah, the show's probably they, pretty episodic. That was a, a, it. Would be weird foreshadowing and foresight foresh- uh, if they did, especially if they want like. I have to wonder because they're taking this formula basically from Power Rangers. And I have yeah. to wonder if, like, down the line, if for some reason the show had caught on, because God knows, I don't know why it would have to begin with. But if it had, hypothetically speaking, would we have seen, like, some sort of a, a sixth Ranger sort of thing that would have happened where they would have had a new member of the team appear and it would have. Apparently, that kind of happens at one point. For one episode, like, one of them gets injured. And is temporarily replaced by this alien dude. Oh, okay. Who Nimbar, Nimbar tries to say his name, and it's just a bunch of gurgling sounds or something. And the alien's like, just call me Rick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, he's actually played by one of the dudes from Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah. God. So, uh, but so we cut back to the, to the bad guy, Garganus. And the henchman is like, well, that robot was a piece of shit. I guess we're done with him, right? Never use him again. And Gorganis actually, again, in another bit of kind of credit to the show being a little bit smarter than Power Rangers, kind of by necessity, mm-hmm. <laughs> going, he, he just says, no, I'm not going to just throw out a perfectly good monster design. I'm just going to make him better next time. Which is pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gar- Garganus is not wasteful, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that in my villains, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but so we get this last scene where they're sitting around in in the coffee shop, kind of talking to each other about what happened. Uh, they have Delida Swinton's dad because you know they can't let him know what's going on. Uh, he talks about how, oh, by the way, that that photo of the giant samurai turned out to be phony. So see, that's why you don't always believe everything you see in a picture, which. 
we know for a fact that that photo was legitimate, so I <laughs> guess that photographer's life is just ruined now, like their career is over? Yeah, because he even said at the beginning that his photos are pretty reliable, like usually. Yeah. And so now that it's proved like this one thing's wrong, that he might not never yeah. u- you know, like not use them ever again. Yeah, like that, that. It's a piece of throwaway dialogue that we're clearly not meant to think about too much. But like, all I can all I can think about is, yeah, that photographer screwed. Yeah, yeah. He's, like he's he's never going to work in this town again. He's or just going to be some, any town. He's probably just going to have to live out in that desert from now on. <laughs> yeah, live off the land, eat eat uh, subsist off of chunks of monster that fall off in the fights. Yeah, um, or chopped up rocks. Yeah, but so we have two little extra bits of. I don't know. It, it, like this is just weird. So the kids, you would think that this that the moral of the show would be like now we're in sort of again we're going to get into the proper we're a team Power Ranger situation. It's like well we we were completely different people, but we have to be friends now because this whole thing is uniting us. No, no they're just to have this. They're just like this thing is like well you know what we still kind of don't like each other and also you know what it would be better to keep our secret identity safe if we just didn't hang out outside of doing this which like let's just pretend we don't know each other which to be and they just fair like and there, there's and, and the thing is as they say that they're like the tattoos start going off and i thought that was going to be a thing where like nimbar was going to scold them it's like no you have to learn to be friends to make this work no it's just them being called up for another mission they just agree to not be friends yeah yeah and i I mean, there was some good reasoning about it. Like, if they these like four people who have never interacted except for this one project suddenly like were doing like spending all their time together, I mean, maybe somebody would notice or find it odd. But still, I mean, I don't think anyone would see that and go, "Oh, I bet they're secret yeah, superheroes." Yeah, exactly. No. I they probably uh, think that they had like murdered somebody when they were together <laughs> and hid the body. Yes, <laughs> but so. And this is where we get, finally, the full title drop, where just Drew is like, well, I guess we're tattooed teenage alien fighters, and then they all say in unison, from Beverly Hills, uh, and then fucking freeze frame when we go to the credits. And, and it's oh, just, well, we wait, they, that- they keep, they kept reiterating the title of the show over and over again, <laughs> like they knew the kids would have trouble remembering it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we did learn is apparently Swinton's father is, I think they said it was a Yale graduate? No, Princeton. Oh, Princeton. But Yeah. yeah. He offered to take them to dinner, and then and this is also when the the tattoos glow and they all make excuse, individual excuses not to go. Yeah, yeah, and he keeps again kind of a sign of the times. He keeps getting paged. Yes. Yeah, that's why he keeps missing them talking in secret. Yeah, his fucking pager keeps going off. Um, and I guess I guess that's it. You guys have anything else you want to add as far as this fucking episode? This was horrible. Oh. Yeah, and like I said, like I, like growing up, I would watch like Saturday morning cartoons and stuff very almost religiously. Like I would tape it and watch it. So when it, so basically when it was added to the block, I was just would sit and watch it. So I know I was watching it on set, like whether I copied it and watched it later or or watched it when it came on. But so I know I did. But I do not remember a thing about this. Like, I, I do not I'm- remember this episode. Like, like I remember the concept. I remember the characters. I remember the outfits. But I actually do not remember anything about the episode itself. And I just find that extremely weird that that is... Because I... There's things that I will pass over. But also, when I, like, actually, like, watch, watch a lot of stuff, I usually notice details. 
Yeah. Just, I, I, I don't think know why. Just so much. I think this Great show makes me very glad that I lived in Canada because I had no inkling of the existence of this show until I want to say five years ago. Oh, this, th- that's the thing. This show only aired on cable. It was on the USA network. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we didn't get noting. USA. We, we don't get USA up here. So <laughs> it's, it's weird how that yeah, you go figure. The network called USA yeah. in Canada. That's strange. Although, strange how that works. Although I, I mean, it'd be nice if we could maybe get some of the shows that are on USA instead of channels like Fox or that, but I, yeah, you guys are really missing out. Not getting to watch monk. Yeah. Well, come on. It's not like we have a whole lot up here anyway. <laughs> like something's better than nothing. <laughs> Come on. Um, we film a lot up there. We should should make it available. Yeah. yeah. Van- Vancouver is where every movie takes place. <laughs> and just about any show on the but- CW now. But yeah. No, I, I, once I heard of, of the show and I saw like pictures of it, I was like, oh my God, this looks horrible. And then when it came time to watch this show, it just reaffirmed my initial belief of yes this show is absolutely horrible yeah well i i can't remember if i've said this during the recording or not i definitely said it a couple times before we started i have watched some absolute dog shit for the sake of this podcast network mm-hmm. a bunch of power rangers so far some vr troopers some big bad beetleborgs uh i guessed on totally reprise a few times so i've been watching totally spies and I've also watched some other, you know, just various old kid shows doing research for this podcast for future bonus episodes. This is hands down the worst thing I've watched. Yep. But it is the most fun I've had <laughs> doing this. It is it is mind-boggling garbage. It yeah. is it is baffling from start to finish and I fucking love it. Folks, <laughs> if l- let me tell you listeners, if you are the sort of person who can have fun watching something you know is bad. It doesn't even necessarily need to be like ironic or hate watching or anything. Like just if you can watch dog shit and have a good time, and I presume that is the case because you're listening to a Power Rangers podcast, like seek this out. Go to fucking YouTube, go to Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills, episode one. It's easy to find. Just watch it. It is so insane. It is it's just it's it's a train wreck. I'm, I'm it's gonna, a beautiful, beautiful train wreck. I'm reminded of a line from another podcast um, where they actually have a segment of very bad stuff that somehow is so, so good that it comes back around and becomes exquisite. And I'm sure that there's probably some listeners out there who are aware of what podcast it is and who is a part of it. Yes, I've heard it. And I heard that line. And I thought that that was very... It's very, it belongs to this show, I think, because it was so bad that it came around to become like it. If you take it as parody, it's good. I and I use the term, I think you have to take it as parody. It's just, it's beautiful. Like this, this is art. This show is art. It is, in fact, this show has transcended art, and now all other art is is obsolete. Like, I think I think the guy yeah, the, made- the only the only worthwhile thing humanity has ever created is that two teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. I have a feeling that that uh, there is someone on the production team who felt that way that he was creating art. Yeah. No. No. No way in hell. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> They're like, oh, so, this is the the check cleared, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so are you gentlemen ready to get to some questions? Because we got a bunch. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, this one is from Eric. What's your favorite tattoo in media? He says he has a soft spot in his heart for Petunia from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. That's actually a really good one. That is a good one. I'm trying to remember, though. Um, shoot, come back to me, because I, I know there's one at the tip of my I got one. Tongue. I got one. Uh, the Popeye tattoos on his arm. I was going <laughs> to fucking say Popeye. Yeah, the Popeye tattoos, definitely. Yeah. Because like when when he eats the spinach and then he flexes his muscle and yes. then like the tattoos will like do weird shit. Yep. <laughs> like little sight gags. I love that. That is fantastic. Uh, Jordan, you got it. Uh, you got it. You nailed it. No, I can't. I because I know there's 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 things like I know I have a friend who actually got like the 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 Luffy uh, straw hat Pir- pirates X tattoo on their wrist, which is kind of cool. Uh, okay. And I know and I know a couple of other things. And I'm sure there's like been like TV and shows that I could think. Like, if I had time, I could think of a really good one, but none are coming to my mind right. right this minute. Other hey, than that, fine. Petunia you're, you're, is like, a rather we're, we're good not, one. We're not going to run you out of yeah. the rail if you don't have an answer to a question. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Eric might. We don't know. Well, yeah, he's literally a Viking, so there's no telling. Uh, so this one is from Christopher. Why are the costumes terrifying? <laughs> I was going to say because, because they look like they... bondage gear. Well, I was going to say or at least Gordon's the latex. costume especially. With the short shorts and the black latex, I was like, "Yeah, I bet yeah, I know someone- what store they bought that one from." Yeah, like it's. Ooh. I think it's something about. Do, the- do you do you think they literally got this stuff from like a fetish shop and then just kind of cut it up some? I would not be surprised in the slightest, especially because I of the masks. I honestly think they got them from the dumpster behind the fetish store. <laughs> oh, oh god, probably, probably. Uh that's why okay, that's so why Aswintins was missing the arm. They just it just wasn't there when they picked it up. <laughs> oh oh god. god, what if they were like returns to the store? <laughs> no, no, moving on. Next question. Next question. Uh this one's from Jeffrey. What matching tattoo would all of the original Power Rangers get? Mm. Um mm. I would say the the coin that had all of the dinosaurs on it. That would oh, be that's a good one. one. I was going to say probably Alpha 5's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I was also going to suggest. They each get uh, Alpha 5's head or Zordon's floating head. Or they each get a section so when they like put their arms together, it forms, it forms a full picture of his head. Yeah. More serious answer, probably just the lightning bolt. Yeah. That could work too. Or their, or their respective dinosaur. That's embossed on yeah. the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Willard asks, do you guys remember Bud Ugly Martians? Yes. Vaguely? Yeah. I, I remember the commercial. I never fucking watched that show. We are the Martians, yeah. the Bud Ugly Martians. I, 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 it sounds familiar, but for some, but like this show, I just don't remember it. It was a CGI show, if I remember correctly. Huh. Yeah. But I want to say that was on mid-2000s? Hmm. I want to say it might have been there. like a little over 10 years ago oh, or so. If it was during the 2000 stuff, then there's a good chance I didn't see much of it because, well, I was in college and I didn't have the usual access to TV like I did during high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paul sent in a series of questions. Ooh. Um, one, <laughs> would it be correct to assume Luke really enjoys certain aspects of the show? <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. I don't think I could actually I, get him to watch it. Yeah, well, no, but but I think uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure 
we all agree that I I'm sure that there are certain aspects of look. Of I this I show. know I know he's referring to the whole the fact that the ladies are giant, but like there's no normal sized person that they're interacting with, so it's kind of moot. Yeah, true. So yeah. it's not it's not going to do anything. But for at him. least they still look feminine and not giant scorpion lady monsters. That's true. Yeah, mm. that is true. Um, second question from Paul. That one guy's weapon is a Q-tip, right? <laughs> I think we yeah. confirmed yeah. that it is. Yeah, we yeah. already said that. Yeah. yeah, it's like they took the extra uh, padding off of the yeah. American Gladiator's lance thing. Yeah, he just kind of had crystals on the end, basically. Yeah, which I think was their attempt at trying to make it look like an alien weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Also from Paul, if you had to get a tattoo of one of the tattooed teenage alien fighters on your chest, how much would you pay to not have to do that? At least a hundred dollars. Whatever I had on hand available. Yeah. Um, I would definitely haggle to try and get out of it. Yeah. Uh, Last question from Paul. Is Lord Zed jealous of these costumes or the teens jealous of the Dark Rangers costumes? (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. As terrible as these costumes are, they're better than the fucking Dark Rangers. Oh, God, they are. Yeah. Because these actors can see. And they can actually move. And Yeah. Yeah, like we said, they're doing flips and shit. Like, they... God, the fucking Dark Rangers costumes. That's I'm still not over that. That those costumes were so bad they had to cut the fight scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd say that these have to be better. Yeah, yeah. Just just for practical reasons. Yeah. If if unnerving. No, very unnerving. <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh. Some questions from Joel. Who or what is your favorite Beverly? Uh, clearly. Crusher. Clear? Okay. Um, I actually don't know any Beverly's. Sorry. Beverly Crusher from Star Trek TNG. And Beverly okay. clearly wrote a bunch of books that I remember oh. reading. Okay. Uh, follow-up question. Also, who or what is your favorite hill? Oh, um, the seven hills of Rome that, uh, Buster Keaton had to run around in a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg, <laughs> your favorite hill? Uh... I had a bunch of hills growing up that I used to slide down in the winter, so I'll go with those, I guess. Okay. Uh, my favorite hill is the one that people are always talking about that they're going to die on. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one, too. Yeah. But no, does anyone like the ones that have eyes? No. No? no. Those are bad. Yeah, it's almost as creepy so. as the costumes in this show. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is a question from Jeffrey. What's your favorite alien in media? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, technically, I would have to s- start with Transformers, since they're technically aliens. And, I mean, for, even the Michael Bay ones, I kind of like their design. Like, as weird and angular as they are, they I do like that design, because it sh- makes them very, uh, you know, otherworldly, like, alien-like. Mm-hmm. But I know there's probably some other ones that I specifically like better, or... or or think are are cooler. Yeah. Mm. I still remember the first time that I saw Optimus transform in the first Michael Bay movie. And it was like, just it's like, yes, we're finally getting this. And I was, I was actually impressed with it. And you know, I had that, that moment where I sort of got to go back to being a kid and remembering it. It was like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. So cool. <laughs> oh, all right. Actually, that reminds me, I'm going to bring this up very quickly because it's been mentioned before, but those, 25 or 30 seconds in the Power Rangers movie, which most people, if you haven't seen it yet, you'll probably know what we're talking about. Um, where the, the music, bumblebee joke? Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but the the music when that came on, and I've mentioned this in I've mentioned this to pretty much all of the people on the network in passing. Anyway, um, when that happened, I immediately wanted to stand up and go, "Fuck yes!" But I didn't because my wife was there, and I realized if I ever wanted to have sex again, that that would be a bad idea. So, <laughs> um, so my actually, Greg, did you say your favorite alien? Um. Transformers is a good one. Um, another one right off the top of my head is Yoda. I really okay. liked Yoda, especially. Uh, oh, um, oh, I, I remembered. I remembered another one I liked uh, because of a bad joke. Uh, but the um, what were they called? The Kameans from uh, from Star Wars, the prequels. They're the, the basically the geneticists that made the clones. Yes, because like that's okay. that's kind of what I'm in school and aiming for is is basically learning genetics and stuff like that. And um, I was like talking to a friend, and like we were watching the movies, and basically we were saying things because we were watching the movies and weren't having a good time. And I says, <laughs> "Yeah," that, and I was like, "Yeah, in the future, that's what I'm going to be—a geneticist like them." And they're like, "Yeah, you're going to look like that too, except with a little beard on on your chin." Aww. All right. Uh, so my favorite alien are the uh, aliens from Sesame Street. The ones oh. that go yip 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 uh huh uh huh. We've got a we've got a comic book convention down here uh, that people will actually cosplay as them. I nice. So, uh, I have a quick. St- I have a story I want to tell, and I want to take a moment because it might be too long. So you might cut this. Um, my f- my friends uh, frequent a LARP where they're basically they get to use a like just random NPCs that are based around a theme and they can be as hilarious or stupid as once. So one year they did children's shows. And Uh-oh. so there was like people who there was like uh Steve from blues clues, uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton from reading rainbow, who was really helpful in like the LARP itself. Like he had some amazing powers. <laughs> uh, but my, my, some like a uh, two of my friends were playing the yip yip aliens and oh uh, this is an anime LARP, so people are playing as various characters. And someone had picked up and was going around as Naruto. And so, as the Yip Yip Aliens are like, ninja, ninja, stealthy, nope, 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 nope. And basically just did the whole thing where, like, like trying to say, like, they were trying to say, is is Naruto a ninja? And they're like, nope, 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 nope. And they just followed him around doing that. Aww. Okay. Poor Naruto. I think he was—he was, he was um, in on the joke. He was—he was actually laughing with them. All right. Uh, let's see. This one is from Jonathan. He asks, "Do any of the podcast hosts have tattoo? And if so, what superpower would they grant?" Um, I don't have one. Do either of you? No, I don't. But I've often thought about getting one. Okay. I'm uh, Zach wanted to point out that he actually has a tattoo of the Lin Kuei from uh fucking Mortal Kombat because <laughs> he's a dork. So well, and, I, and his words like he actually put he he put Dorcas, so that's not just me dunking on him. I can't <laughs> laugh at that cuz I either wanted to get for, for a while I did want to see about maybe getting an Autobot logo on my shoulder and I've talked myself out of that. And when I was younger, I also thought about getting the wings f- from uh wing from wing zero from Gundam wing on my oh. back so i i haven't actually thought about uh getting a tattoo at all because well i have a fear of needles and also a bit a weird thing about permanency 
like with the way you know i feel like my mood changes or or feel where like from one day to the next like i would feel like getting a tattoo that basically was something that i felt in the moment or felt really strong about but then like suddenly years later i'm like i really don't like that anymore and then having to either get removed or just live with it is just something i wouldn't really you know like or it would be a frustration or annoyance yeah. So, I mean, unless there's, like, some technology, like, in the future where you can get talking tattoos or, or ones that change when you feel like it, I don't think I would ever get one. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's try and get through the rest of these questions, We because okay. we are going pretty long. Yes. Okay. Um, here's a few questions from Josh. Uh, if you had to get a tattoo of an alien, what would it be? Uh, Just because a callback... To when I was younger and my parents dressed me up as E.T. for my first Halloween, I'd probably get one of E.T. Okay. I think I would just... Oh, Marvin the Martian. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I would get one of ALF. Oh, God. On my penis. <laughs> oh, no. On my penis. So that, so that uh, I could go, bigger? ALF is back in hog form. <laughs> Uh, I came up with that joke like 10 seconds ago. You're welcome. I just That's imagine you just Mike. screaming ha as you climax now. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then something, something eating the cat. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, there's got to be an, an eating the cat joke in here somewhere. Uh, all right. So but, also from Josh, uh, who's the best teenage fighter? Oh. In this show or just in general? I think just in general. Are we going like strictly teenage, or are we like? It says teenage fighters. I I think that's the only stipulation: is they must be teenage and they must fight. Okay, Um, because I know that the guy who played Dex from Mass Rider uh, was a teenager, and he was actually a pretty accomplished martial artist before even that show, as I recall. So I want to say he might be pretty good. Was uh, okay. Was Danny from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the the first original movie? Was he supposed to be a teenager, or was he like mid twenties? Like, think he was young supposed kid. to be a teenager, but I think he was supposed to be like late teens. Yeah, hmm. that still counts. Yeah, you can just just say him. Yeah. yeah. Although we didn't really see him as a ninja. No, that's true. Maybe Casey Jones from the. Uh... Oh wait, no, that I I was going to say from like the new version, but then I just realized that I don't think I've seen him. Okay, you know what. One of the best team fighters is probably one of the Teen Titans from or Young Justice characters. So, okay. Nightwing. There we go. I was I was gonna go with the the Karate Kid kid, the, <laughs> the titular Karate Kid. Yeah, Daniel Sun. Uh, yeah. Um, what is your favorite combination? This one's also from Josh. Favorite combination. Yeah. Um, so the the reason for this is when I went to ask for questions on this uh, episode, I said. Ask us questions about tattoos, teenagers, aliens, fighters, Beverly Hills, or some combination thereof. Oh, okay. And you said, um, what's your favorite combination? Number 15 from Sun Sun Chinese Restaurant. Uh, I, okay. I kind of, I hate to keep harping you know, on the same thing all again, but the Constructicons from uh, Transformers forming Destructor. That's, okay. That's, that's one of my favorite combinations, especially because they can mix it up. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the Megazord. Oh, I'm on yeah, a fucking Power right. Rangers podcast. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Megazord. Uh, and See, I'm the only one who went with the gag answer. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> eh, that's fine. Everyone does things a little differently. Yeah. Um, last question. Okay, here we go. 
from Fletcher. If you were to get a Power Ranger tattoo, what would you get and where would you place it? See, I can't go with my initial answer because you already took the penis joke. <laughs> hey, look, there are enough penis jokes in the world for everybody yeah, we true. can share. Uh, um, I, pro- I probably get a monster on my penis and then just say, make my monster grow. Boom. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if if we wanted to go with jokes and it, if it wouldn't be painful, I would get the dragon dagger like on my hand. So when I held it up, it looked like I was actually playing it, which would be weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um... All things considered, I I might get uh might actually get like the uh the Tyrannosaurus power coin and maybe just get it on my shoulder. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh th- that would be if I wasn't like fucking terrified of needles though. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna actually get a tattoo. I'm not overly um, fond of needles, but I've uh, like I to this day I still go back and forth on getting a tattoo someday. My wife's got like yeah. three of them, so you know. It, it's something we kind of glossed over. It's very, very weird that this show's whole thing is tattoos. Yeah, that's really strange Especially in the context of it being show. a children's show. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. I mean, so uh, any final thoughts from either of you guys before we fucking take it home? I felt that this was almost like they were trying to pull Saved by the Bell and make it into a superhero show. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. is very, very bougie. Yeah. Yeah, I. Like most, like most things in in regards to this show, I can't. I'm kind of blanking on what to say. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. Nothing is as good as something? Question mark. Yeah. Well, if you have I'm nothing, tired. if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Sure. All right. And uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug, Greg? Uh well, aside from the podcast that Jordan and I, yeah, frequent on a weekly basis, uh, Warren Beast. Uh, we had a new episode that actually just came out today being saturday uh but yeah check it out every saturday we try and get them up weekly and yeah we always appreciate anyone who listens in and submits questions or comments and ratings and all that sort of stuff and you can find that right here on audio entropy yep so jordan and i'll uh plug the uh we had a guest from they see me rolling on this week and also i'll plug plug that it's a real play uh D like campaign podcast and it's it's pretty fun it's more it's more comedic than serious at times but also they actually like it's i guess it's just one of the things where it's one of those things where it's more fun to listen to than have it explained to you <laughs> okay and then you, said, you said that's called they see me rolling yeah they see me rolling uh apostrophe like an n apostrophe no g at the end like the weird owl song okay yep. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's that's the it's the weird L version that that's from. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so if this has been Teenagers with Attitude and if you want to send us questions or anything, we have a Facebook group called Teenagers with Attitude. We have a Twitter at Teens with Tude. We have email teenswithtude at gmail dot com. Uh if you want to get a hold of me specifically, I'm on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. I'm usually the one that handles bonus episode stuff. Send me, you know, suggestions for episodes and shows you want us to cover in the future. Or videos about rabbits. He really likes those. I do. I really do. And, uh, oh boy, let's wrap this up, gentlemen. (laughs) Four Teenagers with Attitude. I have been Mike. I've been Greg. I've been Jordan. And may the power protect you always. And I'm being paged again. That's two. Mm. I guess I'll have to take a rain check. Sorry, guys. Hated to do that to my dad, but hey, duty calls. Right? Yeah. After all, we are the tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Hills.